And he's not the only one who's ever told me, but most personal, uh, that when he was deployed in Afghanistan, his unit would listen to the show and it would give them a distraction, an escape, and a piece of U.S. and piece of sports. And he said, that's just basically all we had to listen to. You were the only option. <laughs> and then he said, the rest of the guys in his unit are like, what do women know about sports? I love that. <laughs> so good. Anyway, he convinced them and they were convinced by the time their deployment was done. So, yes, that was awesome. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I know there are still people out there who think a woman talking about sports is ridiculous. But we're out to change the minds one at a time. We've won so many of you over. My general rule is give me two weeks and you'll be hooked. Now, you may be hooked because you hate me and you can't wait to hear what ridiculous thing I say next just to fuel your anger. Or you will actually find begrudgingly that you really like the show. Or you may become a P1, which is what we call diehard radio listeners who never miss, whether it's live or whether it's on the podcast We have both options. Uh, If you'd also like to check out our social media, on Twitter, A-Law Radio, also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Now, I did not put up a spot for tonight's question because I'm regurgitating it from 2015, but I suppose I could. In light of the fact that the United States will be hosting a World Cup in two years, I think it could not be a more perfect time to realize... The dream that many Americans have, not all, of course, we don't agree on anything except for football in this country, but to have the United States men's national team, Americans, red, white, and blue, I believe, I believe that, I believe that we will win. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for the chance. I just can't wait for, what are they called, Colton? They have a name. What are the the diehard soccer fans that show up at all the U.S. events? They have a name. There's a, there's a name for them. I'll remember it. It's a nickname. Anyway, just think about the atmosphere that we're going to see and hear in L.A. and then Seattle where the group stage games will be taking place. And then depending upon where the U.S. heads after that because the Americans will make it out of the group stage, we could end up at we. It's the time. The only time in sports I say we. We could end up at Arrowhead. We could end up in Philadelphia. We could end up in, gosh, what are some of the other? Uh, SoFi, back in SoFi again. Uh, so there's a d- decided West Coast flair. How great would it be? U.S. in Philly, July 4th. Oh, it would be phenomenal. That is America. Oh, right that there. is, right. Is America. That would be that would be an atmosphere. The tickets would be through the roof, of course, but it would be one that we would never forget. Quarterfinals at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, also at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. So there are many different cities that are involved. It's just a matter of who gets the U.S. games. Well, we know the U.S. will start at SoFi and go to Seattle and then back to SoFi for its group stage. And right now, ranked just outside the top 10 in the world, They've got a couple years to get ready. Don't have to qualify. So there's that pressure that's off the U.S. Uh, And it is Greg Berhalter again, having reunited with the men's national team after a sojourn, if you will, a very dramatic sojourn. Uh, And the U.S. team will train in Atlanta, which is also hosting a semifinal. This is going to be massive. What would it be like if the Americans actually won or even were in the final? Oh, my gosh. The buzz in this country in the summer of 2026 would be like nothing we've ever felt. Again, because even with the Super Bowl, 
And a third of our country watches the Super Bowl. Whether it's an online option, and it's a CBS Super Bowl, so it's on Paramount Plus. Whether you watch it at a sports bar or you go to a party or you buy tickets and you head to Vegas this year. Well, you can watch it in a bunch of different sports books in Vegas. Wherever people watch, our population is roughly 330 million people in the United States right now. Well over 100 million watch the Super Bowl. It's a third of our country. We agree on nothing else in the United States except for the NFL. The record numbers so far for the playoffs, the, the ratings are skyrocketing. Viewership numbers are skyrocketing. Generally, say going back five years, the championship weekend games, so AFC, NFC, were the only ones that would get over 50 million watching. Even so, think about the percentage that is of, of our nation. But now we've got games in the wild card round and in the divisional weekend that are 50 million or more. That's insanity. Again, that's the power of the NFL. That's why the NFL does not need Taylor Swift. So even as we head through Super Bowl week, it's one that we always know, right? In in early, well, now early February, it used to be January, but now early February, if you're into the NFL, this is the week where the buildup becomes palpable and where half a million people descend on the host city, which is a first time for Las Vegas, right? So that's crazy. Well, that kind of buzz would be doubled, maybe even tripled, if the United States got close to winning a World Cup. So we've been to knockout stage before, of course. Colton, what would it take, do you think, for the nation to just go crazy? I mean, the games being in the United States and in Canada and Mexico is huge, but how far does the U.S. need to go for people to drop everything and do nothing but but talk about and watch the U.S. men's national team? Probably the semis. You think? People might get into it in the round of 16. I think they got a chance to do it. They have a legitimate shot at it. It's probably the best team they're going to place oh, yeah. in the World Cup. With all two these guys, years to get ready. All these kids are going to be in their prime. Mm-hmm. They're already, all these kids are playing Amazing. in Europe. So, Amazing. I mean, I, I think they have a legitimate shot at it. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome that they have – well, they've known they're going to host now for a couple of years, of course, but to be able to have two years on their own soil to get ready, to have Burhalter back in place, as Colton points out, it was a really young team last time, and now they're growing into this role, and they're dealing with pressure. They played for their club teams. It's going to be very competitive, uh, best of the best, and the stakes are going to be so much higher. So you've got to have guys who are mentally tough as well as physically tough. It's different when it's across the world and it's not only other side of the globe, but the hours where when the team plays are upside down for a lot of the United States. Not for us. <laughs> we get to watch them live. Uh, but for many people to have it in the United States, these will be can't miss live matches. And we're going to see the ratings get a huge bump, a huge bounce just from being here in the United States. And if Team USA can advance to, now I would tend to say quarterfinals, but if the USA can advance to the quarterfinals, then into the final four, oh my gosh. Again, more people will get on board than you've ever seen, even for the NFL. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So the question is, what sports moment do you want to witness in your lifetime? 
I did this topic on a show in 2015, and I remember it was 15 because it was right before American Farrell won the Triple Crown, and that was number three on the list. We had not seen a Triple Crown in, in nearly four decades. I'd never seen one at all, and so it was my number one on the list. I wanted to see one horse win the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont. That's what I wanted, and we got it in 15. So this show goes back to earlier in 15, so it would have been probably March or April of 15, uh, because a couple months later, American Pharaoh did, in fact, end the 37-year drought and win. And I remember I was not in the house that I have now. It wasn't even the town where I live now. I was li- <laughs> I was living in this 400-square-foot apartment, a mother-in-law's apartment off the side of someone's house. I had just moved here to the New York City area not that long before, and, you know, was still trying to sell my condo back in Connecticut and wasn't really settled, half my stuff in storage, blah, blah, blah. But this little bitty apartment, I will never forget for this reason. I could not sit down. <laughs> I stood in my living room in front of the TV. Well, living room. It was a two-room apartment. I stood in front of the TV, and I was so nervous. Stood there, watched the pre-race, and it would pace around. I was even praying. Uh, And so then as the race unfolded, and I just watched it again before the show because I wanted to put myself back in that space. As the race unfolds and American Pharaoh pulls away down the final stretch and and the call is is amazing on NBC, I get chills. I cried over American Pharaoh winning the triple ground. Uh, It was just incredible, right? And so uh, that we can check off the list. The next year... Cubs winning a World Series in 2016. So two of the top three we've seen. What else would you like to see happen in your lifetime in the world of sports? Uh, I'm wondering how how come no one has said anything about the Detroit Lions. But why not the Lions? They've gotten so close, right? They've gotten to the point where they are a legit championship contender after all these years. Finally, winning a playoff game, finally hosting a pair of playoff games at Ford Field. It's a new Detroit Lions. It's a new culture. It's a new standard. It's a new expectation from the fan base and even outside Detroit. And gosh, painful. I know to see them cough up a 17-point halftime lead in the NFC Championship. But there is solace in knowing they're close. Closer than they've ever been, probably. So I'm waiting for some Lions fans to say Lions win the Super Bowl. So you can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. And then on our Facebook page, I did see from Ben a Brown Super Bowl 40-plus years being a fan, he says. Oh, yeah, that's in there as well. That was also on the original list in 2015. It has not yet been manifested. But speaking of the Lions... A bunch of them were represented at the Pro Bowl flag football game and the Pro Bowl skills competition the last few days in Las Vegas. Amon Ross St. Brown, they came so close, but what about that season? The coaches, the guys in the locker room, everyone, you know, everyone in that building, you know, goes to work every day. Um, A bunch of selfless guys, um, and they go to work. So um, I think it's a testament, you know, to everyone, even the front office, the guys they drafted. So. Um, great group. I'm happy to be there. Um, can't wait for next year. How about that? I'm in Ross St. Brown. Can't wait to get back to work. Can't wait for next year. Uh, his sentiments about the coaching staff and the fact that they're remaining intact. So think about it. Neither 
the defensive or offensive coordinator got jobs. And just as a side note, Philadelphia was in the Super Bowl a year ago. This time last year, we're talking about Chiefs and Eagles. The Eagles were amazing and obviously nearly pulled off the rally. But what we saw from Jalen Hurts and that offense in the Super Bowl last year set them up for what was supposed to be unfinished business. A return trip, we finally get the bling. And they started out 10-1. and one. But they had, a well, problems. They had a, a tough year on defense. They really never had much of an identity. We heard that from guys later in the year. Who are they? Who are they supposed to be? Who do they want to be when they're on the field? And you know the big change and I think maybe over or underestimated the adjustment it would require. Both coordinators left. Both coordinators left for head coaching jobs. Shane Steichen to Indy. They had a double-figure win season, right? They have 10 wins. Uh, and I'll have to go back and look. See, this is how it like all blends together. Uh, and then... Jonathan Gannon in Arizona, where he's received rave reviews already from Kyler Murray. But yeah, we're talking about losing both coordinators, and it had a major impact. So that's why it's huge for the Lions to keep their coordinators. Nine wins. They were on the cusp of a 10-win season, but they had a winning record even without their rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson. So for Detroit to be able to keep its coaching staff intact, Aiden Hutchinson is, well, he's always full of energy, but he's jazzed up. Amazing. Amazing. I'm so happy that, that they're all back. And it just it shows that they believe in, in what we're doing and they believe in this process. And, and um, I know everyone's going to be hell-bent on getting back and move, moving, moving even more forward than we did this year. All of these reactions and all of these comments on Sirius XM NFL radio. It does blow me away that anyone would call for Dan Campbell to be fired or replaced. That's, that's just ludicrous. They're not in this space in three years without Dan Campbell. He represents everything that the Lions fans want. And you may not like how aggressive he was in terms of passing up the field goals. And I didn't love, I didn't love it. I didn't love the second one. I was okay with the first one because they still had the big lead, the double figure lead. Though a lot of people quibble with that one and say, hey, you could have gone right back up by three scores. But when you're trailing by three, I I don't love the idea of going for the touchdown or going for it on fourth down with the pressure so high, knowing how well the Chiefs defense had been playing. I don't love that. But even so, that's who he is. That's how they got to this point. And his players back him. Captains like Panay Sewell. Right? And so they're keeping the coaching staff intact. From Aaron Glenn as the defensive coordinator who did interview for a bunch of jobs. In fact, I'm pretty sure he was also a finalist with the commanders. And then the offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson. I'm not sure if you saw some of the reports, the speculation this weekend. But apparently Johnson's been telling people close to him that he did not love what he heard in the interview process. Again, these are reports. Take everything with a grain of salt. But one of the sources that that was reporting on this indicated that he felt like they were basketball guys who acted like they knew way too much about football. Or really, in my like my read of that would be they didn't defer to his football knowledge. 
and they are basketball guys. Josh Harris, part owner of the Sixers, also hockey, right, with the New Jersey Devils, and then Magic Johnson. But here's the thing. Magic Johnson's a, a winning businessman. He's got his finger in multiple other sports, and everywhere he goes, they win. So if nothing else, he's got the Midas touch. Oh, the magic touch. <laughs> um, but apparently, some of the reports indicate that Ben Johnson didn't love the fact that he, he felt like they were too pompous when it came to football. Pompous is my word. And then according to them, the commander's brain trust, again, this is through a leak, they didn't feel like he interviewed well. Whatever that means. It can mean a variety of things. And so Ben Johnson stays in Detroit. Aaron Glenn stays in Detroit, even though they both receive head coaching interest. And that consistency and continuity will be huge because they, I mean, you ask the players, you ask the coaches, they say this is a family and we want to accomplish something as a family. So it's good to hear from some of the Lions at the Pro Bowl skills and flag football competition. And there are others. For instance, you got guys who are there who now have new head coaches. You've got rookies, like a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud, who also made the playoffs and had his first taste. So we'll let you hear from a couple of others as we head through this hour. But what is the sporting event, the moment that you most want to see in your lifetime? Don on Twitter says, remember the buzz a great boxing match would create for that week leading up to it? I miss those days. Oh, gosh, even going back not that long ago to Floyd Mayweather when he would have a fight, the buzz and the buildup to all of that. Uh, He says, I'm talking Tyson versus Holyfield 2. Got chills thinking about it. So he would love to see one of those great boxing matches. Yeah, boxing is, in my lifetime, has completely lost all of its buzz and its attraction. Maybe not completely. Maybe that's an overstatement. But general sports fans don't pay much attention to boxing anymore. They pay more attention to, say, MMA and UFC than they do boxing. Boxing has kind of lost its way. There's been a lot of corruption when it comes to the promotion and that type of thing. But also, there isn't really a fighter that transcends his sport the way that Tyson did or Holyfield did for years and multiple iterations. We're going to talk to Oscar De La Hoya when we get to Vegas. And he he was one of those guys, those names that would get people to pay attention. But boxing is not that way anymore. It really isn't. You have to be, it's, it's become much more of a niche sport. You have to be a diehard fan to even know who's matching up from week to week. What moment would you most like to see in your lifetime when it comes to sports? In light of the U.S. men's national team now being on home soil for the upcoming World Cup. Eek! I can't wait for that. 855-212-4227. We'll get to your calls. And you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Oh, by the way, we have to reveal your choice for the latest After Hours Hall of Flame inductee. So we'll do that right after a break. Because you all voted throughout the day on Friday, and I'm actually kind of mad at you. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Talking about practice. On After Hours, the biggest meltdowns in sports history. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I'm a man. I'm 40. I want to eat his children. Are immortalized with an infamous distinction. Can't do it. They are who we thought they were. You play to win the game. Now it's time for Amy Lawrence to bring you tonight's candidates for the After Hours Hall of Flame. Put that in your 
Here's Amy Lawrence. It's called maturity. It's your job. What in the f was that? No days off. No days off. Take that for data. Baby actually stuck her finger up her nose. The ref really wasn't even listening, listening to nothing that I was saying. So what? I didn't know. Why don't you just run it? You know, just, that, that's, a, that's a really good thought. I tried to activate my glutes as best I could. Bluetooth. Listen to that! Bend over backwards and be honest and direct with you guys, and you stick it right up my in the team. But I'm sick of it. I'm here for I won't get found. LAPD was called. <laughs> if you're not going to punch me in my face when you see me, then shut up. Stop it right now! <laughs> We're still here! Our roster looks great on paper. Whoop the hell. All right. They're very fiery under under the covers. What kind of mythical powers does a Sun Devil have? We've got to consider that. I'm going to say the Wildcat's out. Uh, the Trojan, is he? does he have a horse or is he on foot? Does he have a bow and arrow or just his sword? The Bruin, definitely formidable. If I get the Rona, on top of that, if I get the Rona... Hell, I would rather die than to live the rest of my life in fear and wearing a damn man. You should not be here. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a brawl. <laughs> He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1. Pull up your pants. Take off the bra and be a man. <laughs> Lord, now they're cuffing him. But pull up his drawers, whatever you do. When I came in, they're like, yo, you got to, like, <laughs> show, like, you got to be the dog. And I'm like, <laughs> Man, we got dogs. We got dogs, you hear me? Milwaukee, we dogs. So, yeah, I thought about just mooning them. A big old chocolate ass and met life. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Oh, hey, Travis. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You got to fight for your right to Delicious audio, some moments that are pure, unadulterated spontaneity. And you may hear that we already had a Travis Kelsey in there. So he was going for a repeat in the After Hours Hall of Flame with our induction last Thursday night into Friday morning. If you missed it, and I know a lot of you voted, so thank you for your votes. If you missed it, these were our candidates. First, Jason Kidd. He just wants some positivity around the media. Not making a big deal about it this year because going good, right? <laughs> so write some positive I just asked you a question. And I'm giving you a answer. Like, you guys, it's all right to write positive stuff. People will read your positive You don't always have to be negative, right? Like, it's, it's just the world's already negative enough, right? So let's see some positive stuff on some positive people that are playing, doing their job on a nightly basis. It cracks me up that twice in that little rant, he calls it positive bleep. That's an oxymoron. <laughs> but yeah, Jason Kidd, he just wants the media to take a different approach. Is that too much to ask? Also from the world of basketball, this was my vote. It's a travesty that more people do not know Darko Ryakovich. And he just lost his mind when recently there was a game in which uh, they had a huge disparity in free throws. 
And he was done. He was done. And this is pure, classic Hall of Flame material. We have star players on our team as well. Scotty Barnes, who is all-star caliber player in this league. He goes every single time to the rim with force. Not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How is that possible? How are you going to explain that, that to me? They had to win tonight? If that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. That was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete crap. You couldn't ask for more classic Hall of Flame material. Darko melts down. So those two from the basketball world, from the NFL world, in context now, Mike Vrabel no longer has a head coaching job. But, man, don't ask him about mailing it in week 18, even with nothing on the line for the Titans. It sucks to lose. Did you have another thought or no? I'm just curious. <laughs> Why? It sucks. Losing. Awful. That's why I want to win. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's, I, I would say, from my perspective, it's better to have a job and be talking about losing and how it sucks than to not have one at all. But I'm still stunned that he does not have one of these new head coaching jobs. But more and more, the league is going younger, first-year, hot coordinators. More and more. Though Dan Quinn did get the job in D.C. He's 53 and we know Jim Harbaugh is back in the NFL at age 60 with the Chargers. But think about it. Bill Belichick, we'll talk about him in a second. Belichick and Pete Carroll retired. Andy Reid is now the oldest coach in the NFL at 65, about to be 66. All right, finally, your choice by a very slim margin over Darko. Travis Kelsey, a repeat inductee into the After Hours Hall of Flame because he is not having it with Justin Tucker at the AFC Championship lining up his crap in his quarterback's way. If you want to be a about it you keep your helmet and your football and your <laughs> kicking tee right where the quarterbacks are warming up and they're yeah. dropping eyes are looking left and they got a, a helmet down by their feet if you're not going to pick that up i'll happily move that for you he was kind of winking at me like being a about it trying to get under the skin you got under me, skin and, a little me bit. and pat we were we've been having the same mentality for this game all week long man sorry if we took it to a level that you didn't think it'd get to that play but if you're gonna be a I promise you, I can, <laughs> I can one-up you every time, dude. On the New Heights podcast with his brother, Jason. So I suppose there is the difference. Uh, Travis and Jason Kelsey in together. Uh, Kelsey is not taking it with a kicker, Justin Tucker. And so by the slimmest of margins, 37% to 32%. I'm bummed because Darko was classic, but Travis Kelsey, um, he is your choice between Twitter and Facebook. So thank you for voting him into the After Hours Hall of Flame. And we'll try to do another induction before too long. Uh, while I'm talking about Justin Tucker, though, did you guys see what was happening at the Pro Bowl flag football game? It's hysterical. Tucker comes out to warm up, and there are guys on the, I think it was Quincy Williams of the Jets, 
guys on the AFC side who are clearing a path. Everybody get out of Justin Decker's way. Get out of his way. It was hysterical. Like, everybody is moving aside because Williams is running interference for Tucker, so he has plenty of room to warm up. So that was kind of a nod. You think that story wasn't big, except that even in the NFL, they were talking about it. And even on news channels and, oh gosh, TMZ Sports. And I'm trying to think where else I saw it. People, maybe? It definitely crossed over. And I think partly it's because Patrick Mahomes and and Jason Kelsey, or sorry, Travis Kelsey, and their profile that transcends football. So that was something funny. And then following the update, did you see the love letter? I think it's a love letter. Not the Dear John type. But the love letter that Bill Belichick wrote to New England Patriots fans after his 24 years with the team. It was published in the Boston Globe, and it was special. So I want to read part of that. What's the one moment in sports that you desperately want to witness before your life is done, before your years here on the earth have fizzled out? We did this in 2015, and two of the top three have in fact come true. Why can't the U.S. men's national team win a World Cup? I'm I'm all for it. I'm here. I'm all in. I believe that we will win. Producer Jay and Colton, who will be running the board back here at CBS Sports Radio headquarters, the hell of a front row seat for all of our craziness. Uh, they will have the music that you suggested. We've got the special playlist just for Super Bowl week in Vegas. I would say for sports fans in the United States, it is the biggest week on the calendar. Whether or not you're a football fan doesn't really matter. It's one of the only games of the year. Although I'd say the AFC and NFC championship games are getting into that space too. But the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl week, starting with what is now media night. Opening night is what they call it, but it used to be media day. Now it's media night, which comes up Monday. And the players... The coaches, they're inundated with questions that have some to do with football, but not much to do with football. There'll be news outlets there of all shapes and sizes. There'll be entertainment tonight, of course. Just imagine the fray around Travis Kelsey on Monday evening, especially with Taylor Swift winning a couple of Grammys on Sunday and not mentioning him. Who wants to bring that up? Oh, just rude. It's just rude, but it will get brought up. Did you watch... Did you see? Did you know she didn't mention you? (laughs) It's nuts. Anyway, so he's going to be surrounded even more so than he was last year. And honestly, the podcast that he does with his brother Jason was this incredible revelation in 2022 because as they ended up colliding in the Super Bowl, but as they got closer and closer, the podcast got more and more popular. They have great guests. They obviously have connections all over the league. And so... For the two of them to capture lightning in the bottle the way they did. First year of their podcast, and it's top five in the world the the week they went to the Super Bowl. Now, you add Taylor talk into the mix, and you're looping in a whole nother audience that never would have found the podcast had it not been for the two of them dating. So, yeah, their, their meteoric rise to superstardom has been pretty incredible. And it coincides with the first two years of the New Heights podcast. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Opening night is Monday, and then they kind of get back to football. But both the Chiefs and 
the Niners have landed on Sunday afternoon. They both got there. You know, it was really funny. And I don't know if this was, a, I'll have to go back and look. I don't know if it was a hack or if it was someone posing as Adam Schefter, the great NFL insider. But at first glance, it looks like Adam tweeted that the Chiefs and the Commanders have both landed in Las Vegas in advance of Super Bowl 58. Again, I, I didn't look closely enough to know if it was like a parody account for Adam Schefter because sometimes... Well, a lot of times when you're a public figure, especially if you're a reporter or a media member, people will try to propose as you and break news. It happens every year around the draft and other big events where people are duped, media people. And now without the blue check marks, it becomes even more paramount that you check credentials. Uh, One dead giveaway is the number of followers. Another is make sure the name is spelled right and that it's actually his name. So, yeah, I will go and I will look. Um, but I, it may have been a mistake by Adam. It may have been uh, someone else posing as Adam. Let's see. His, his Twitter account has Chiefs and Niners have now both arrived in Las Vegas. The week of Super Bowl, blah, 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 officially underway. What is that little? Oh, it was edited. It was him. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so here's the the progression. Schefter, again, this is a mistake. I've done this before and had to quickly delete a tweet, but he's got people who will screenshot stuff the second he posts it. It was up for 19 seconds before someone screenshotted it and put it out there. It is his official account. Adam Schefter, Chiefs and Commanders, both have now arrived in Las Vegas. He was probably thinking about the Commanders hiring coordinators, which happened over the weekend. The week of Super Bowl 58 officially is underway. So then he edits it, and he puts in Niners. So he has paid for that monthly subscription where you not only get a check mark, but you also have the ability to edit. Jay has been tempted, but he doesn't want to pay the money. I said to him, you should ask the company to pay for it. You're a producer. It's a vital tool that you could use as a producer of a show, but it, but uh, we both know the company would not be paying for it, and he doesn't want to pay for it just on principle. <laughs> he won't give Elon Musk and Twitter another cent. It's After Hours on our Facebook page, named after the show, Easy. And then After Hours CBS is our show Twitter. We're going to have a lot of photos and videos from Las Vegas. Jay heads there in a few hours, so he'll be there overnight Monday. Maybe he'll go and have a dirt dog on the strip or Tacos El Gordo. Uh, And I will be there first thing Tuesday morning and we'll hit the ground running. So Radio Row, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows from our Las Vegas affiliate and their studios. They're graciously hosting us. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights. So it's going to be awesome. We're really looking forward to it. Thank you for all your Vegas vibe suggestions. And thank you, of course, uh, for the food recommendations because it's never just about the football, though it needs to be primarily about the football the first few days. All right, I teased this before the break. And I am not surprised at all. I'm glad that people get to see a different side of Bill Belichick than maybe what they normally hear in the media when he's terse and curt and succinct or just flat out rude, according to many people. He took out a page ad in the Boston Globe to thank Patriots fans. 
and it goes like this. To Patriots fans everywhere, nowhere in America are pro sports fans as passionate as in New England, and for 24 years, I was blessed to feel your passion and power. The Patriots are the only NFL team representing six states, but in reality, Patriots Nation knows no borders. Colton, what are the chances he wrote this all by himself? 2%. Oh, see, I disagree with you. He's really smart. I'm going to say he maybe had someone look at it, someone who's important to him, but that he wrote this from his heart. You may not think he has a heart, but trust me, he does. I was going to say, you think he's that emotional to write this? Well, I do think that, he. yes, I think he has the innate ability to turn it off and on. But as someone who covered the Patriots when I worked in Providence, uh, in, in fact, Foxborough is halfway between Providence and Boston, I've been in press conferences where he's actually taken five minutes to answer a football question. And his passion about football and certainly the way that he was beloved in New England Kind of like Tom Brady. There's nothing bad you can say about his time in New England either, as much as it didn't end the way that he wanted it to, right? So Belichick goes on. You were undaunted by weather, attended scorching hot training camp practices, and braved Foxborough's coldest, wettest, snowiest, and windiest days. Your thoughtful letters offered support, critique, and creative play suggestions. (laughs) That's definitely sarcasm on Belichick's part, but also a little bit of humor with the fans. You watched on TV, the internet, and from your stadium seats. You traveled from coast to coast and internationally numerous times. You overlook opposing stadium. Oh, I'm sorry. You overtook opposing stadiums and were the last fan standing. We loved it! Exclamation point. You gave your precious time, resources, and energy to our team. We appreciated it! Exclamation point. Six times. You packed Boston by the millions for parades that were truly a two-way expression of gratitude and love. The images from those days are burned in my memory. You may even have enjoyed my fashion sense and press conferences, or maybe you just tolerated them. Now, see, that's that's total Belichick. I loved coaching here, and together we experienced some amazing moments. Thank you all. With respect and admiration, Bill Belichick. That's classy. And I know that we were on a need-to-know basis and that he didn't think we needed to know but that's Bill Belichick's heart. So I think that's pretty amazing. And I disagree with Colden. I think he wrote it himself. Maybe had no one else look at it. This portion of the show brought to you by Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. Between this pork rind giveaway that we've got going on uh, that actually culminates with Super Bowl week and the delicious recipes that we've been talking to you about for months now. The coconut shrimp, the, hu- the hot honey pub mix, Let's see, the the seaside nachos and the mini baked potatoes. These are all recipes that can be made with the pork rinds, the bacony crunch, and you can find them on porkrinday.com. You'll want to ask your friends to pass the pigskin this week. Of course, you want to wow them with your incredible football watch party recipes plus the sweepstakes. So all of it at porkrinday.com. This is the week. It's the week. We're finally there, and we're so grateful to our friends at Rudolph Foods, who will be sponsoring our trip to Las Vegas and Radio Row this week. We will have a couple of Hall of Famers on the show come the end of the week. It's going to be mirth. It's going to be joy. It's going to be excitement. It's going to be shenanigans, of course. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio.